mic checks. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. Yeah, I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rambling. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. I'm excited today. <laughs> Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? 2022. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out today. But we got a dope ass show for y'all. So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and jump on in. All right. So today we got my man in the building, Jorn. Dijon. 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 He know it's Jorn. <laughs> Black folks trying to change the spelling of it and shit. Look at Dijon. Oh man, yes. Dijon. Moses. Moses. Moss. Moss. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but now but now we got an alternative name See? that we can write like erotica or something under like yeah. Jorn okay. Moses and stuff like <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's spelled M-O-S-S. Why do I thought it was an E-S? Oh, because it, we oh, our emails are the Mosses. That's why. So that's why we add the ES. See black folks? See what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Well, you know we're trying to use grammar. Good grammar oh, now y'all spelling right. <laughs> Trying to, not always. <laughs> Doesn't always work the out that mosses. way. Mosses, yes, the mosses. Okay, but moss, M O S S. Got it. Dion Moss and the wife Trini Trinia. Trinia, yes, that's what I said. <laughs> Trinia Moss, <laughs> writing hey. team together. What's happening, y'all? Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Blessing to be here. Blessing to be here. Yes, indeed. So I, I was telling you guys offline. I love to get. Uh, writers on the show who I feel are you know about to blow mm-hmm. right and we ran into you guys at uh, Big Sis her event the other day <clears throat> Nicole Levy's her new book um, I'm forgetting what the writer's room the, the writer's, writer's room, room. survival, survival guy how not to mess up the order <laughs> <laughs> and in fact she said it so many times in it is how not to be an asshole right. like you, if you read it you're like okay that's pretty much her yeah. main rule yeah. just be cool yeah. so. yes. Yes. and I think I think you guys ooze that to be honest um, so I remember what I ran into the, you guys the other day and I was like oh I'll have you guys on the show and you guys were like yeah sure you will and I was like <laughs> uh, it was like two weeks ago yes and I was like yes. no bitch come be on the show <laughs> we were like oh, okay he was like hey yeah I'll have you guys on like okay <laughs> I keep my word yes yes and like I said I love to have you know writers who I feel have tons of potential who give great energy who are loyal, who are here, you know what I mean? I feel like you guys, you know, just shine in that. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Let's start with the young lady first, Trinia. <clears throat> yes. I even got that right. Yeah, I heard you that. Showed mm-hmm. it. She knows Trinia. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna be teasing y'all the whole time. I, that is perfect. <laughs> uh where are you from and how you got into the game and how did the two of you guys come together? Oh my goodness. So I've been preparing for this question because you know I'm so excited because I love your show. Oh, thank okay, you. okay, <laughs> but you do not talk that low. I said I was just <laughs> I, I was doing my you know no, my, my, no. my quiet stuff. 
you can hear Fortnite. You can hear her from your office when she's playing Fortnite. So come on now, don't. Yes, I am a video gamer too, people. If you see me online, I will I will kill you. Oh damn. Yeah. I said that shit. Yeah. Okay, no, um, I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, I'm from the Bay, San Francisco mainly. So you were in the city? Yes. Okay. In the city until like I was like 12, and then mm-hmm. I moved. My mom moved. We moved to uh, San Jose because she got a better job opportunity. Okay. And it was just one of those things where I was good at poetry. You know, I Me played too. some sports mm-hmm. like track and field. You know, I'm a getter too. Be like, give us some <laughs> bars like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was just, you know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knew in high school, um, I have a degree actually in multimedia communication and presentation. Okay. So, hey, to the digital people, hey, graphics, yeah. what up? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I always used to write short stories mm-hmm. and I would write them, type them over my computer, and then call my best friend, read them over the phone, y'all, <laughs> and then I would delete. Huh? Yes, yeah. I would delete. Yeah. Every time I say that, somebody would be like, for real? I'm like, Why? no, for real. Because I just didn't think of myself as a writer. I didn't Self know if I ho- if I held that, you know, mm. that certain mm. je ne sais quoi. <laughs> she probably had some bomb stories. Man, she didn't she even know I did. I did. I, I did. I, I have know? all my poetry books, though. Yeah. I don't want to read do. some yes, of them. Yes, we know. Yeah. They're all over the house. Yeah. Yes. But so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just, you know, was doing that. And then um, I met Dior. Mm-hmm. And y'all, we met at <coughs> church. That's right, church. Yeah, she's sitting there fasting right now. Look at okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was, you know, that typical in the choir yeah. uh-huh. singing that song. Oh, she got mm-hmm. vocals. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my woo, 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 woo. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She won't talk. She won't talk about her American Idol story, oh, but okay. she. Let's but yeah, go she there. got. Let's not go there. I took that L and rolled out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ain't think I'm gonna let Sean go. <laughs> but um, yeah. season three, go look at it. Uh. <laughs> okay. I'm teasing. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. But yeah, because my mom used to sing all the time, so <laughs> it was natural. Everybody thought I was just gonna be singing, and I was like, No, I. That's not my path. I don't know what my path. Is mm. I'll let God reveal my path. So um, <clears throat> yeah, met Dior at church. He what kind of church y'all go to? Uh, it was a Bible Way Christian Center, and Shout they out. had this thing called Casual Sundays, where on mm. Sundays you dress casual, and then we go to the park. Uh-huh. Now and so hang this out. Is a progressive church. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Very yes. progressive. And what happens is her stepfather, who went home to be with the Lord a few years ago, okay. he's from that. Memphis. Mm. So when he barbecues, you know uh, that that hits in. different. He's so going in. yeah, 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 in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was with my best friend, and we all here because I'm gonna go hard. Yes. <laughs> 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 I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Y'all know I'm stupid. Oh, 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 oh. oh no, we having fun. This is. For us, but <laughs> so I'm with my best friend, and we're like trying to figure out how we can like get in good and walk away with a plate of that of that barbecue. Oh no! And oh no! And so I peeped him from across the way. That's uh-huh. right, peeped him from across said, the way. She's checking me out. I mean, he's six three. You know, so I seen him and his little friends, and I said, "Okay, excuse me. How can I be there? I need to back up six feet from the grill." Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Too close. Yeah, she, yeah, was she came. The grill. She said, "Look I mean, just salivating, I mean, you know." Like, my, my, we just got out of church. Just got the benediction. She over here. Look at y'all over here hawking, hawking, hawking. my daddy's grill, like hawking. 
Only black folks were saying walking. Yeah, exactly. I was, though. He really was, though. So I told I, y'all we're going to have fun today. Yes, yes. So he over there hawking, and mm-hmm. you know, he introduced himself. I'm Dior. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Who? Yeah. He's like, Dior. Yeah. I said, Dior. He's like, I said, like the man, like the mustard. Like the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, Dior. And I was Hello. like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Trinia. <laughs> So you know, it was one how long of, ago was this? That was what? Oh my goodness! That me. was probably like two thousand two, two thousand. Oh, so y'all been together about as long as we, we celebrated seventeen, 17 years, years of marriage, but we dated for a little over a year, almost two, before we got married. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Nice. You know, did not think <clears throat> that her and I were was going to get together because oh. she was she had it on her SpongeBob, SpongeBob uh, backpack and everything, and I'm like, <laughs> I got my fresh English degree. I'm reading Shakespeare uh, stuff. I'm like, oh no, excuse me, don't hate on the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sponge, that yeah. little yellow sponge, be kicking it, okay? <laughs> so right. just complete opposites, mm-hmm. and like what you said with you and your husband, opposites yeah. attract. Correct. Yep. And he was the usher. Ah, so you became mm-hmm. the usher. Yeah, I, but you know, I did a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I, you know, everybody, all they had to say was, come on now, we need young, good black brothers <laughs> to do something. Next thing you know, I'm surprised I didn't even spend any time on the choir because first next one, you know, was, first one to raise a hand. Okay. Yeah. But you know, when you in church, when, when you in church, you can't be like, oh, hey, boo, you know, you can't yeah. do that. You got like, God bless you, brother. Play you know? it cool, Yeah, boy. y'all play it cool. Yeah. How you doing? Did you enjoy service today? Right. You yes. know? Yeah. <laughs> I never stood a chance. Just, <laughs> no, you didn't. Flirting on God's time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We kept it holy, though. We okay, kept it holy. Man. I'm telling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. We, there was an event or whatever, and it was a Halloween event for the kids that the church was putting together. Mm-hmm. And he told me he wasn't going to be there because of work. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I can. He's like, well, I can give you my number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can call me and let me know about it. Look, if you need someone to okay. talk to. Uh, <laughs> call <laughs> me. Okay. So I was like, okay, whatever. But then we get on the phone. And I'm trying to tell him. And he's like, look, um, just because we're on the phone talking don't mean that, you know, we together and all this oh. kind of stuff. So when you see me at oh, church, damn. you know, I'm not saying go the other way. But, you know, just don't oh, be putting down too okay. much. You want to talk to okay. me okay. up here? Okay. Put it on the I knew, I, I knew you was gonna go there. I knew. Hold up, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Let me I knew put it. some boom in it. I knew <laughs> it. I knew you. I knew you had that in your back That's pocket. You he was gonna pull that out. That's what you you know get. Here's here's the deal, Hillary. <laughs> I went to San Jose State. I wrote a play. I was like the first student to have a play produced Somebody in 30 years. Somebody a little years. cocky, wasn't it? So uh-huh. in my mind, well. I'm headed to New York in a minute and I'm about to become the next August Wilson. In fact, I stated that, like, look, I'm going to New York, I'm writing Broadway plays uh-huh. and I may even do a film with Spike Lee. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, this whole thing is not is not happening. That's we just right. going to be friends. Right. <laughs> That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Then, she seen the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. She had, she had game. And then what happened was I went to my friend who was a player mm-hmm. to get advice on how to keep a Hilarious. girl in the, in the friend zone. He gave me the buzzwords. Brother man, brother man, brother man. Holla at me. Yes. Gave me the do's and don'ts. Don't say this. Don't mm-hmm. say this. Reaffirm that. And then one night, my grandmother, who uh, passed, she was being tested for leukemia. Mm-hmm. And she said something I've never heard her say the entire time that I've known her. She mm. said, D, I'm scared. Mm. So I got in mm. the car and I drove, and I was on the phone, drove from San Jose 
to Carson. I was on the phone with Trinia the whole the time. time. Whole Damn. time. And you know, this is the early 2000s, yeah. and you know, the sales service ain't what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. It's You're not like, hold on. Give me five minutes, I get through the yeah. mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, like uh oh, I'm going through uh, Fresno. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> For real. Okay, hold on. The cow's over there. The cow's over there. <laughs> so I get almost to my grandmother's house. I'm down the street and after we've talked and we've had a great conversation, I'm like, well, don't think this means you still anything. I'm still in it. I'm still in this phase. same broken record. I'm telling you. And then <laughs> she said, you know what? I think you like me more than you wanted to, mm. desired to, or even thought you could. Damn. Yeah, that made me pull the car. Yeah. Now, hold up. When hold I on, said hold on. That, got some gas. <laughs> <laughs> when I said that, I knew like something just told me like you say this it's gonna change the world it's gonna change your life this is a life-changing statement mm-hmm. you be bold you take that risk I'm just letting you know boo boo right. there ain't no going back boo <laughs> so it's like okay you know what this is what it is you know i just told them sometimes you gotta tell them sometimes yeah. you rhyme slow sometimes you rhyme yeah, quick exactly exactly <laughs> even even 20 years later that still hits his different hearing her say that and yeah I, at that point, I could no longer here's, run. Here's what I like about this. And you might have heard me say this on the show before. You know, when I first met my husband, <clears throat> we, we, I met him at the gym, and I used to be in dance class, and I'd see him on a treadmill, you know. Oh, I got to see the videos of you in dance oh. class. I would love to get see it. you. <laughs> I'm sure. I was the shit. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Put it this way. My average for auditions, I would book probably more than half of my stuff I do. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, so, let's just jump in from that. So I'd, I'd be in dance class, and what would happen was the choreographer would let myself and one of my good friends who danced with Janet, we would do like, okay, everybody move back so you could see how it's supposed to look. Mm. We'd add spins and clicks and whack, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, I told you, the wow. brother got it, the brother yes. got it. Yes. <laughs> and so... I saw him, so I took my shirt off. I was 30 pounds lighter than I am now. Lean and ripped it. I'm still in good shape. Don't get twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was really lean there. Yeah, yeah. Took my shirt off, and I was sweating. We did the whole thing, and he was just staring. I was like, I got him. (laughs) (laughs) So I walked straight out after class, like, so what your name is, right? Boom, boom, boom. I give him my card. A week goes by. The motherfucker don't call nobody. What? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. So I did this. I'm coming in the gym with my friend Valley. We're on the way to dance class. And here he is coming out the door. And I stopped and I go, oh, you don't call nobody. Exactly what I said. <laughs> and he went, oh, I'll call you later. So we go to lunch the next day. October 26th, which is our anniversary. That's wow. the one we claim. <clears throat> no. And so <laughs> we, go to, we go to lunch and we sit down. And mm-hmm. I said these words. Y'all going to laugh at this. So what's his name? He said, who? I said, your boyfriend. He goes, how do you know I have a boyfriend? I said, let me explain something to you. Mm. That's what I like about that, that long conversation you had. It gave you a chance to know somebody, mm-hmm. right? I bet y'all had all kind of different conversations. Mm-hmm. So in two hours, I drilled this motherfucker. Mm. Okay. But I wasn't like, and what's your name? And where you live? I was like, so wait, where do you live? Oh, it was probably, oh, so what's this? I was happy, but he didn't mm. know the motherfucker was scoping. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I was trying to get all the information, yes. right? And then because the, my former relationship was with a guy who was this big time doctor over in Century City, and we, he wasn't out. 
Mm. So he could come with me for Christmas or whatever, but I couldn't go with him anywhere. And he had a kid. He was a former Mormon. So it was like all these different issues. So I was like, I ain't getting stuck in that again. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, if you if Christmas, I said parenthetically or whatever. Here's a here's an op here's a here's an observation. If it was Christmas, can I come with you? Oh yeah, sure. So I was asking all that shit. Yeah. Get it out the way, right? I want to know now. (laughs) Yes. So we ain't doing this shit. Yes. Okay. So. I just said all that because that's what made me just... How many times have you talked to your friends and they go, oh, I discovered six months later that he's such and such. Well, bitch, you mm-hmm. didn't ask him before? Mm-hmm. I'm too nosy. I want to yeah. know some shit. Yeah. So that's what I like about that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think both of us were at a place, even though we were young, we were both at the place where we didn't want the BS. Right. So it was nah. like, okay, let's have a conversation, say all the things we need to say, mm-hmm. ask all the questions right. because <clears throat> we don't want to waste... I'm not into wasting time. She's not into wasting time. Seriously, yeah. I was on Law and Order. Okay, I was like in the interrogation <laughs> tank. You know, oh, he yeah. over here just coming. Yeah. He was like, yeah. if I die and only have, if, yeah. know, if I got sick, got some news, only yeah. had 24 hours to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would we spend that 24 hours together? That's cute. And I did. I did. I was on. Yeah, he was on that. Detective Vincent was in the corner, like, oh <laughs> shit! Wow, that's some good questions. <laughs> no hose bar. He yeah. really went there. The Rockford. Moses. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moses. Moses, right? Moses. Yes. Yes. I didn't want to say yes. Moses, goddammit. That's, that's, that's the alternative. <laughs> the alternative, yes. <laughs> so, that was like 20 years ago about. Mm-hmm. So, when did you guys finally start? Like, how did you get down to L.A.? When did you guys start actually writing scripts and stuff like that? When did that happen? So, what occurred was <laughs> I found out about the ABC program. Mm-hmm. And this was during the time where they still had the feature side. Right. So I applied for that and I used the script that I wrote for my play. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, okay, I got this. Like if I, <laughs> this you was just produced, turn in your play or you turned it into yeah, you a could feature? turn it you could turn in your play as oh, okay, you can that was acceptable, that was acceptable submission. submission. So yeah. <clears throat> I got it and you know, we were really excited and I was like, you know what, this is gonna happen, gonna mm-hmm. move and then it didn't happen. <laughs> now this is without me. Yes. Okay, because okay. he was the only writer in the family at the moment. Yes. You know. So you, had, you hadn't went back to the fact that you were nope. a kid who used to write stories and no. stuff yet. No. I heard the story, but yeah. she ne- she hadn't, you know, picked up the pen to write. Mm-hmm. So then that didn't happen. So my aunt was like, well, why don't you guys come move out here anyway? And mm-hmm. because of my grandmother, her being older, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how much longer I have around my grandmother. And I had nephews that were growing up. I'm like, why don't we move? So I could pursue this whole TV writing. And like a true G that Trinia was, she's like, okay. And that's right, that brought it at you. Yeah. Right. And we moved and I started, you know, trying to pursue TV writing. And I had a job. I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Got laid off the day of graduation. Mm-hmm. So the next day I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? And I was like, I could go back to teaching, but if <clears throat> there's one thing I would want to do, it's pursue TV writing. Mm-hmm. So I applied to uh, the fellowships the following year for a couple of years. And then in like 2013, I applied. I wrote a Sons of Anarchy spec. I was oh, like, good. this is the coldest script ever. <laughs> there oh, yeah. no way I'm not yeah. getting in. I was and like, sure go ahead, enough, baby. Crickets. Mm. So I was really uh, down. And Trinia came in to the room. She was like, well, why don't we do this together? No, no, no honey. Honey, I love you. God bless you. But I got to pause you right <laughs> oh, Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to That's what like, I love about beep, black women. Pause. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you know, Dior playwriting, writing has always been his thing, mm-hmm. right? 
always say it's amazing to find out what's in his head because my husband is really, really smart, right. very bright. So he got his education. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, he do. Yes, he do. Sounds like state represent. Hello. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So he was just sad. You know, I seen him trying and mm-hmm. trying. And when he wrote that Sons of Anarchy script, you know, he was just really upset. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, you know, well, me, I watch a lot of TV. Right, but I don't watch the same things he do. Like I watch, you know, when it was SpongeBob. SpongeBob, yes, exactly. <laughs> very, very good deep SpongeBob. But I watch a lot of soap operas. So mm-hmm. at the time, General Hospital, One mm-hmm. Life to Live. Y'all mm-hmm. know why yep. and our young the wrestlers catch a little bit of that bold and the beautiful sometimes. <laughs> All my children, y'all know who you are. <laughs> and I would watch watch it, and I would always like how they break the scenes, how they you know come up and constantly i was noticing patterns and things like that so i was interested Mm -hmm. so i was like you know what why don't we just do this thing together Mm. i was like because i'm tired of you looking sad (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'll bring a little little love to it you know you know something different and because of our personalities my thoughts were this if we could write a script together Yeah. That alone would be accomplishment. Then you could do anything, right? Yeah, so <laughs> we ended up writing um, a Game of Thrones script. We wrote mm-hmm. an original pilot. And then in our first year, we wrote, we took a Jen Crisanti's oh, class. Jen's and dope. Yes, she is. She, she is. is so she wonderful. is very dope. We call her like the Phil Jackson of the industry. She is. Mm-hmm. And um, we came up with a House of Cards because it was dope. right after season two yeah. had just ended. So we came up with our version of season three and everything. Oh, that's a good show to write. Yeah, and... Next thing you know, one day Trinia's watching TV and she <clears throat> screams and holler. I'm like, what's up? And she shows me an email and it's from the Warner Brothers that Ooh. we had made. Top five. Top five. Awesome. And I'm like, and I was so shocked that I thought it was an error. Because they're like, email us the thing. I'm like, I don't want to send that email. Because they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. Y'all didn't make it. Nah, right. sorry. <laughs> but we end up uh, doing that. And that to me solidified, okay. We got something here. We need to let me let me just interject right quick. Keep your thought on Warner Brothers Mm -hmm. right quick. Mm -hmm. Right. So I've I've talked about this on the show a few times about how I came up through before I ever started you know selling scripts and doing assignments and stuff. I came up through the competitions just like a lot of other writers did too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only difference that separated me why I would place or win a lot was two things. One, I would write a script, give it to my friends, get my notes, send it off to Austin or whatever the fuck, you know, script to Palooza, whatever uh-huh, the thing uh-huh. was, and not think about it. I wouldn't be like, ooh, August 3rd, they're going to have... Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I'm not checking to see what's going on, and all of a sudden I get that email going, you are a semifinalist. You're the one. I was like, what? What is that again? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Like, I would literally forget what it was so that it took so much pressure off of me. Yeah. The reason I was doing it was to just see where it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it only made it to the semis. Oh, it only made it to the quarters. Only, only, oh, it was a finalist, but oh, it actually won. Like, it just started happening like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was never like, fuck, I got to get in Austin. Fuck, I got to get in Sundance or whatever. I was just like, let me see. Oh, didn't quite do whatever okay i still need some more work like it was just a guy yeah for yeah. me to yeah. see where i was so i understand exactly where you're coming from with so many no's to finally get a a possible yes or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck is nah this shit ain't real yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but you yeah. have to you you will have to if you haven't already 
turn your mind around about why you're using it. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm always telling people. What's your reason for sending it? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you submitting it to try to get the agent fast? Are you submitting it to try to be on the list with all the other 30 people who made it to the top, whatever? Yeah. Are you doing it to see where you are? You know yeah. what I mean? Or are you doing it for your own ego? You know? What it did, though, was help my ego to know that I could. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. It was telling me, okay, out of 4,000 people, I made it to the top 10. Encouragement. Or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no matter what the agents or anybody said in my head, I knew I was competing on the highest level at the highest competitions. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was what it was for, for me. So it took off the pressure. So I wasn't so worried about what happened. Yes. And there is a lot of anxiety with the competitions, sure. which is why, you know, for us, for the last few years, we've kind of pulled back from it because, yeah, there's a lot of people in the community that come August, come September, the anxiety levels high because it's like, OK, there's supposed to be an email, supposed to be a phone call in where Trini and I got to everybody's hitting yeah. me going what should i do and what yeah. should i be i'm like stop thinking about it bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to you have yeah. to because it, it can control it can really highly affect just your day-to-day your every moment your every second because yeah. i mean at one point i know when we were submitting it was just like oh what email is that oh right. was that? i was like okay okay shit i gotta calm down mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm gonna drive myself nuts yeah. keep looking yeah. out for an email or text message or a call or something but it's yeah. just you know, I think you have to kind of go through that to just kind of be like, okay, wait, stop, pause. It's not the end of the world if yep. I don't get in. Whatever and whatever may happen is I'm moving forward. And here's, it doesn't mean you're not a good writer. No. Mm-hmm. That's the irony to it. And then I bet you guys have done it where you've submitted one thing to Austin and one thing to Script to Palooza and it's like a semi-finals for Script to Palooza and doesn't even get in Austin. Like yeah. there's like so yeah. many different things that happen. Yes. It's so subjective. It's so subjective. So you have to know within yourself, mm-hmm. which is why I always encourage writers. <clears throat> you guys have your churches. You guys are here in LA. They're probably full of actors in there. I'd be like, I bet they let me use a little conference room in there and I could do a reading. Like I want to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd be taking advantage of that type of stuff and using the actors in the in the in spaces so that you can hear it and and, and take advantage of that yeah. that that thing so you know when you heard it, yeah, that shit did work. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just going, I read it and it sounds good and I think it's good, my wife thinks it's good. It's like, no, no, we yeah. heard it. We we changed we tweaked it, we tweaked a couple things there because we used the actual actors to do the thing. So yeah. that's the thing that I'm always take it another step and mm-hmm. listen. Yes. you know what I mean. No, I usually follow that up with food, you know, because I can throw all it out that. in the kitchen. All you that. Know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, that's how you get them to come. <laughs> get yes. them to come. Yes. Come and read, baby. I'll yes. feed you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. I mean, I mean to jump. So oh far. yeah, no, <laughs> that was so. That's what occurred, and then the following year. Did you we, guys get in or was it no, just the fun? No, no we, didn't. we just got the top five, but I do want to give a shout out to our Game of Thrones spec script because that was so badass. <laughs> and our Game of Thrones spec script actually made second rounders that year. And That's right. And we end up going <laughs> to, because uh, when you make top five, they invite you to come mm-hmm. in. Okay. And really it's just. For the interview. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you make top five, mm-hmm. we, we didn't make it to the interview section. So they got a special top five event where you come in, they basically just tell you, sorry, you didn't yeah. make it, but you know, <laughs> here. And it was crazy because we were the only people of color aside from in Chris who ran the program yeah. at the time. Yeah. You know, so you realize, okay, when you get to a certain level, it's, it's, it's like that. Yeah. So the following year we applied to, we applied and we made it to the interview section of CVS. 
and then we didn't get into CBS, and then for the these next, are, these are good odds. Yeah, yeah. This is telling you, yeah. the universe is telling yeah. you something. Yeah, keep yeah, going. yeah. It's telling keep you going. going. Yeah. And that was key because for the next three or four years, mm-hmm. nothing. Silence. Mm. To the point where you was happy if was you got dark. a rejection email, like, right. oh yeah, go ahead, piss off. I'm like, okay, we got a rejection email because <laughs> right. the other one, you like, did they? Yeah, you start laughing at them eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. and you're like, so that pushed us to say, okay, let's refine our process. We end up taking script anatomy classes. Mm-hmm. Trinia was traveling from Koreatown to Santa Monica to take Corey Mandel classes. Okay. Shout out to Corey. Uh, yep. What's up, Corey? I'm listening. I'm listening to Paul G who's saying don't do any of that shit. Just write and travel. <laughs> like, you know. There's there's all of that. But I mean, yeah. there used to be a thing, you know, you guys have been around for a long time now. So like we used to have um, the Screenwriters Expo and all that. I'd go there yeah. and sit all day and get the pass and yeah. take Paul Haggis would teach something. It would be yeah. like all these different people. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would learn just game from different people, yeah. you know. And um, I want to say that's where I might have met Pilar way back in the early 2000s. Um, but certainly like where I met Jen and um, a lot of the people that I took classes from. But to me, the classes are about finding another way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not – and Paul is 100% right. You can literally read – enough scripts, watch enough shows, listen to enough podcasts, whatever, to understand what it is. You can go on script, you know, YouTube University, whatever it is. But there is something to hear somebody's shortcut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like to me, this show is about helping writers to understand from people who are doing the thing. Yes. You have a lot of people who are teaching who haven't written anything in seven years or some shit or 12 years. We're doing it now, Yes. right? And so the, the process changes. Yes. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that I'm constantly teaching the new and what's happening now. So when you get like the just using Jen Grisanti or uh, Pilar Alessandro, who are yeah. two of my favorites. Yeah. Those people, and I've taken both of them. Mm-hmm. Those people are, 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 are current to what's going on now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With, with, the, with what they teach. I'm not against a writer going to go learn from them. Yeah. It's like uh, when you're an athlete. You go and train from the best coach who teaches exactly. that summer thing. Right. Yeah. So to me, it's a it's another way of that. I get yeah. Paul's thing is he has an issue with you having to pay yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For it, and I get I get that. But they invested in their career to go train from that coach. You should invest in your career to go learn from the person. Oh yeah. That's how I see it. Slightly slightly yeah. different. And the way I see it is, there's no wrong way. No. Like Jen worked with Aaron Spell. Everybody. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. going to learn something from yeah. her. Paul has written films and everything. You're going to learn something from him. Everybody's going to say yeah. their way. But he learned from doing. Yes. But right. he's he's also the, the, the guy, and we've had this conversation, and he's a straight, cis, white male who got yeah. in 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? He worked straight up into the process. Yes. It, it wasn't the same for him to have to go take other yeah. classes. Yeah, sometimes hard to forget that he's a white male because he listens to Prince in the morning oh, yeah. while he's yeah. writing. I'm like, <laughs> Paul is dope. And then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. he's a white boy. Paul is, Paul is dope. <laughs> he's dope. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's, yeah, really good dude. Yeah, he's like he's like Mark Mark Blutman. I mean, they yeah. both have yeah. that thing awesome. where they yeah. both mm-hmm. came from that old yeah. way. Yeah, you know, but but they also. Um, um, feel for us and, yeah. and support us, you know, like Glimmer's yeah. Air and all that, like they, yeah. there's yeah. a few. There's yeah, a few. Right. yeah, he just, he read one mm-hmm. of our scripts. Uh, mm-hmm. We wrote Crooked Island, because that's where my dad's side of the family is from. Okay. Crooked Island, Bahamas, and we wrote a script based off of our trip, inspired by it, and he was like, I'll read it, 
But there's a lot of people say they want notes and they can't handle. I'm like, yep. give us the notes. Right. We we're trying. We, the last we just thing we want to grow. We yeah. want to grow. Yeah, like to me, that can be some of the most discouraging thing. Where somebody's like, oh yeah, this is good. This is good, and you're like, okay, nothing comes of it. It's right. like, no, tell us exactly where you think it's not working because right. that's not going to help us in our journey and no. that knowledge that you have like you said the knowledge that he has from doing that's what we're yeah. seeking so y'all brought the wind when okay. you know okay okay power behind that right there <laughs> okay Dorothy, where Dorothy at like, yeah. exactly exactly but you know what from each when you do see someone like Jen or you go to Scope <clears throat> Anatomy or you go to Corey Mandel you can it's a different way a different perspective right yeah. of looking at and you writing. can combine them you right can, oh, yeah. and you combine them we yeah. definitely have yeah you combine them and you find what works for you and what doesn't work for you like for jen i learned i heard everything she said but i learned about core wounds yeah yeah she you says know, she sews in that core room. Like, what, what is it what is <laughs> the problem with this person you know and then script anatomy we learned about uh, fleshing the idea yeah, fleshing the why now why is this story starting now as right. opposed to a different point in time it's important mm-hmm. that's and why that's is it something a- i talk about a ton yeah right when i'm reading writers scripts i'm like why 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 did you decide today on august 31st yes. that the script started now yes and to you you just started and i'm like why yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean and it that's all makes sense yeah but, no you're right that's but that's a lot of it but that's that's what that's what those classes and mm-hmm. consultants and other writers are good for is they help you be able to approach story Mm-hmm. But there is that one part that even the best can't do for you. It's true. And that's your you voice. It's the do. It's yeah. the doing. You yeah. know, and that's why one of the things I love about you know Paul is, and we believe the same. Mark Blutman, everybody else. Mm-hmm. To me, you could take all the classes in the world. You, if you're smart, you could learn way more reading than you think. Just understanding and studying why. Oh, look how they open. The, see the transition. How they interest introduce yeah. the character. The way they describe something here. Whatever. You can see it all on the page. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm starting to see the pattern in all these top yeah. 100 scripts. Yes. Start there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And you'll start to see it. It'll save you a lot yeah. more money. And, <laughs> and I love to do that with movies that I love, like mm-hmm. Heat, or oh, yeah. if I watch Seven, it's like, yeah. okay, let me have the script. Yes. And this scene that I love, let me see how it is on the page and see how did he lay right. it, how was it laid on the page that made me react the right. way that I did. You know, so... Yeah. But that girl, you're gonna say I know I totally. Oh no no no! <laughs> but it's just it's it's you pick up pieces from people, the scripts you read, all these things. Are, it's like a game, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like a puzzle, and you're putting the pieces in the right place. So each person you go to or each thing that you read is giving you knowledge and wisdom, and showing you how to apply different techniques and right. things where it triggers you to be able to put and create great things, you know? So it's just, it's it's really, when they say the writer's community, it really is a community. For sure. Yes. You know, sure. we all work together, you know, so we all help and elevate each other. And that's what I love about this, mm-hmm. you know, being a writer is because I've been in different types of business, healthcare, um, you know, all different kinds of stuff, dot com, web, all that stuff. But, the writers community really is a community True. you know and i i've never seen anything like it before it's actually it's so refreshing because i feel like it's like oh, okay i can breathe mm-hmm. you know outside of corporate outside yeah. all that crap i could just well there's oh. something to knowing to knowing 
as you're on your way up that other people are going through the same things you're going through. Right. <clears throat> you're not alone. No the matter struggle. how much you feel like I'm the only one, all my other friends are getting whatever it's like. There oh, yeah. are somebody else going, all my other friends are. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. You're fine. No, you're right. And that's very important because we've seen so many of our friends be in the same position where we are in yeah. and next thing you know they're eps or their staff oh, and, yes. we, and we're feeling like the the kids that got held back from yeah. uh, uh high school <laughs> our writers group has a whole bunch <laughs> well, of people let, let, let's talk yeah. about that really quick just really quick so you know i've been in this game for a long time i didn't mm. get my big network break till i was 47 years old Oof. now that doesn't mean i wasn't in a guild or anything yeah. like that right and that's the thing that i'm always trying to explain to everybody is there's so many like i just interviewed my friend i'm gonna drop his episode next week gary goldstein mm. um and he has a new book out called the mother i never knew or something like that mm. um and the dude has a movie out every year on like lifetime or hallmark or something one of those makes a huge living doing that but you don't even know who the fuck he is. And mm. that's the point I'm saying. There's so many people like that yeah. mm -hmm. yes. that are there. But because of Twitter and Instagram and all that, we're starting to see people like, you know, our good friend Lena being able to just make her name. So you, you know exactly who Lena is when you say Lena. Right. Because of what we have now. But to the older generation, those of us over 50 who don't use the Internet like we should, because trust me, I should have a lot more people following me than I do. But I'm <laughs> horrible at it. And um, um, and I was talking to him about about this yesterday about how some people wish they were in your position. Like he still wants to do this and wants to do that. I was like, you know how many writers wish they could have a movie out every year? Yeah. Okay, you know what yes. I mean? And still be making your health insurance yes. residuals. Yes, you know it's guaranteed to show five or six times. That's a big yes. residual. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, and I said. So many people, like he never like quite thought that, you know what I mean, that that was a good thing. I was like, no, that's a good thing. Yes. Your job is to figure out what's next. Mm -hmm. You know, now that you are somebody, you're a little bit older now, how are you going to change Hollywood's point of view on you is you have to go out and make something of your own. Yeah. But see, that older generation, I'm not, I'm generalizing him, by the way, but that older generation is from the school of you never invest your own money. Mm -hmm. That's an old way of Hollywood. Us are like, fuck that. I got 20 G's. I'm going to go shoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to go shoot my little concept or my short or oh, whatever the iPhone. hell it is. Yes. Whatever. You know what I mean? But we have that. And that's what I was telling them. I was like, you can't be waiting for Hollywood no more. Yeah. You got to be moving into You got to be a go-getter. You, you got to go out and be. get it. Yeah. yeah. You got to go out and get it. You know? And it's one of those things where like even us that were, you know, we're still pushing, we're still pressing. It's been what, eight years? Yes. Eight years we're still going. And I mean, things are turning and things are, you know, more recognition or whatever. But you got to love what you do, mm -hmm. you yes. know? And I mean, we get so caught up in, okay, I placed here. Okay, I placed there. Oh, you know, we should let people know what we're doing here. Okay, but do you love what you do? Yep. You know, because there are a lot of people that go down this road and they'll be like, hardships come and the doors are closed and your phone's not ringing and your email is just like, ooh, no new messages, boo. Right. You know, they just be like, okay, well, I'm going to go and look at something else. You know, maybe this isn't for me. No, boo, we've been eight years strong. Most people, you know? two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't They're give gone. up. You, can't, and you, you can't, can't give up. At the same time, I'm not mad at those people because you can now. have... You can go through periods where you're like gut wrenching, yeah. but at the end of the day, for me pulling up a final draft and a blank page, and mm -hmm. it's like we're about to create something, right. that's still like the best feeling. So, 
No, you know what I tell people? Because my family, it's so funny. When you're doing this and you're striving for something for so long and family doesn't, their recognition of of, of what you do is translated by what they see. Of course. You know, it's <clears> not <throat> like the faith that you yeah. as a writer has to have to keep pushing and keep moving every day, right? To get in front of that laptop. Yep. So it's like I tell people, I said, they're like, well, what, what is it that you guys do? Like they try to comprehend. I said, the best thing I can tell you is that you have an idea. You take the idea and then you know, you're like, ooh, what could happen with this idea? And then it's like the small little bubble. And then you add a piece of, well, let me put a little, tell who this person is. Ooh, there goes the bubble. It gets bigger. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, but wait a minute. What if the person is this? Then it gets bigger. You're like, oh, what if they were over here? And then it gets bigger. And then you just add all these like locations and stories and different things about these people and how wonderful they are and what makes them unique and why you're doing it. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, you got a script. Mm -hmm. That's how I explain it to people. You know, to get them to kind of like understand visually, you right. know, of mentally of what it is. But, the grind has to come from you. You got to pull that from somewhere. It's not easy. It gets dark and lonely out there, boo. Yes, I know. <laughs> no, no, 100%. But where I was going with this is, so I was saying, you know, I didn't get my big, big break until I was 47 years old and I'm 52 right. now. But where I was going with that was, and I work in the indie world still doing six figures. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's about what works for you. Yep. I kind of made a choice after the writer strike. I was out there protesting and doing all that stuff. And I was like, I'm tired of waiting for Hollywood. To, I need to just be my own boss. Yeah. And then, you know, a year or so later, I made this project and it did really well for me. And people started asking me to make their projects. And here I am 30 something projects later, you know, and I produced damn near all kind of things. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of green screen. I'm not afraid of, you know, yeah. working with a million dollar project. It doesn't matter where I'm going with all that is. But it, I don't have any regrets to the fact of how long it took. Yes. Mm -hmm. Number one, because I was still doing what I wanted to yeah. do. But number two is because now that I'm like working with Ben, all that taught me to be able to be to have this position. Yeah, it all works together. It all did. It all yeah. came about like 10 years ago. I wouldn't have been able to do this. Yeah. You sort of speak, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And to me, I think with any goal, if you have a goal and you fall short of it, you all, I always ask myself, is achieving the goal worth everything that you've gone through? Right. And yeah. I can say that without hesitation. Yes, to be a working writer, right. working or working in films would be worth it easily. Right. If I knew beforehand, oh, it's going to take you 10 years of no's, rejections, mm -hmm. betrayals, mm -hmm. what have you. But at the end of that 10 years, you're going to have it. I'll say, sign me up. But Here's see, the, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But see, the thing is, too, we have a 12 year old son. I know, I'm cutting son. him off on his own show. I know, I know. We're going to cut you off on your own show. We're having a conversation. <laughs> That's what happens in conversations. You interrupt me. But we have a 12 year old son. And it's like, since he was little, he's seeing us go through this, you mm -hmm. know, really press forward since he, since he was like four years old. And he's like, <clears throat> wow you guys are really really doing it and it's right. just like if we were to give up what would that teach him i totally agree what Here's, would that teach him let me just let me just piggyback off of what you were saying a moment ago how many we were talking earlier about i said two years two maybe three years of most people come and then they're gone how many mm -hmm. people y'all know are gone i yeah, bet a bunch lot. yeah here's what i'm saying is Hollywood is a place whether you want to be a writer, director, producer, actor, whatever, singer, you can't come here saying I'm gonna give it two years. You can't mm -mm. do that. No. Here's no. the number reason the number one reason why, which is what I was just saying about my own self. 
had I had gotten even to the place where I am now 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been ready for it the way I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's where you hear about people all of a sudden they're doing drugs and doing whatever. They don't understand how to handle their success. It came too fast. Yes. There's something to the eight years y'all been grinding to mm-hmm. how you guys are going to all of a sudden start making some money and y'all ain't going to spend it crazy because you've been grinding for eight years. Yeah. Let you make it in a year and you'd be like, oh, this is easy? Oh, shit, I'm going to go get me a car. Yeah. That's what happens. The yeah. reverse. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always say don't give yourself a time frame. The more time, Hollywood, especially being a writer, yeah. is about experience. The longer you live in life, the better writer you are. That's why there's so many writers you hear about who didn't make it till they were 60, 70 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, who are some of the best writers in the world. Because they have experience. (laughs) It's life experience makes you better. You can't be moving here at 22 thinking if you don't make it in two years, wrong. No. By the time you're 30, you'll be in a different place. Yes. And if we were, and we've been honest with ourselves, if we had got on Mm -hmm. when when we applied to... Warner Brothers and had made CBS. If we had gone on, we would have been lost because we were still trying to figure out the process, our Mm -hmm. process, and how what stories we want to tell and what's the type of story. And it's funny because I feel bad. We took a script and anatomy class with Ron McGance and we got on his damn nerves. Shout out to Ron, but he kept asking us. What's the story that only you could tell? And mm-hmm. we're looking at him like, dude, we're trying to tell a story about ninjas in feudal, <laughs> in feudal Japan. I'm from Carson, Chief from Hunter's Point. What do right. you mean? He's like, it sounds cool gotta, though. Yeah, we're like, it's cool. What do you Why else would we want to write it? But his whole thing was, you got to find your own personal mm-hmm. side to the story that when you write it and then somebody reads it, <clears throat> only they're like, only. Hilliard can write this. Yeah. Only the mosses can long. write this. Yeah. And until you figure that out, you got to hold off on. Well, let me, let me, well let's, since we're talking about that, you guys have heard me say many times about that I write underdog stories. But what, what, do you, what do you say you guys are? We write uh, stories with, under, with underdogs as well. But it's really with family and yes. loyalty mm-hmm. and trust, you know. Because so now I'm curious why. You know what? Because family can be shady. <laughs> well, I am not going to shy around it. So window family members who hear this podcast, <clears throat> God bless you. Go tell it. Go you tell have it. contributed to my growth, boo-boo. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes family is the one who can cut you the deepest, mm-hmm. you know? And especially when you have, we have a very blended family. Yeah. So. I mean, we have multiple different nationalities in our family. And it's beautiful. And it's just beautiful. And that's what we tapped into because on my side of the family, I have a Mexican American Mm -hmm. stepfather, Mm -hmm. a white stepmother, and I have a Chinese American uncle. So I grew up, and they've been married for 30 years, so I grew up seeing biracial couples, seeing big families, seeing big, Mm -hmm. unique interactions. For Trinia. It was just my mom and I. For the longest time, my dad passed away. Um, when I was seven years old, mm-hmm. my mom wasn't really close to my other family members, but they're all like spread out all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, when I married into his family, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome because I get to get a big family like I've mm-hmm. always wanted. You yeah. know, I was the only child growing up until my mother remarried. Shouts out to my sisters. Y'all know who y'all are <laughs> in Memphis. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was good because I... I, I gained something, you know. I always felt like marriage and things like that. You gain, gain people, and it's a chance to get to know the people. only. The only thing I would add, 
to what you guys are talking about is I almost wanted to hear that first before you said what kind of writer you were. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you always hear me say back, you know, when I grew up like this and I lived around there, some of the gangs yeah. and the blah, blah, blah. And I said, and because of that, I write underdog yes. stories. You know what I mean? Yes. So find your, yeah. just circle it back, but not like a long seven minute, just a quick little. Yeah. 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 And. Look at you teaching. Pick it up, y'all. Yes. Pick it up. I got the can't help it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what it, that's what we end up writing is we end up writing stories where we looked at unique family dynamics because mm-hmm. a lot of Trinia's family are people she doesn't share blood ties with, nope. but have as close as family as you can be. And that's what we started looking at. And we're like, okay, well now we like to write genres, action mm-hmm. and thrillers because those are the only t- types of stories we both watch because we have such different tastes. Very different tastes. So it took us a while to realize how do you take that and now you put it in an action sequence where somebody's getting asked kicked. And that's what we love because people are like, okay, you guys are drama actors, but what does that really mean? You know, it's like, look, you know all that shadiness, backdoor, mistrust, can't stand that family member. Okay, but then we're going to make them like, like blow up some stuff. <laughs> 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 Climb a building, you know. Yeah. It, it, it brings a different to be honest that type of emotion of you write characters that have emotion have feelings and stuff but then you have them do like really like it, to me it's like they're fighting but mm-hmm. they're fighting in a different way right. you know they constantly were writing stories about people who who know who they are but they had to sacrifice who they are for who they want to become okay. and those are the type of stories that we write if you look at everything we've written it's always been about people who had to say okay let me check myself. What do I want and how do I get there? And what do I have to be to get there? And they make the logical steps, you know, hard, do what you got to do, but mm-hmm. they push forward, you know. I think it, that's I think that's important. <clears throat> you know, um, I talk about how I've been able to mash up the genres and move around and do a whole bunch of different assignments is because my themes are still with the underdog. Yeah. In mm-hmm. every almost 50-something scripts I've written, they always still circle back to that person, you know, that I, is my point of view. Mm-hmm. It's from the underdog going from weak to strong or strong to weak or something. It's always some little twist in there. And doesn't matter if it's horror, doesn't matter if it's sci-fi, doesn't matter if it's, you see that same thing. And to me, that's when you're able to write different genres because you haven't mm-hmm. changed the theme. Yeah. Right. The world changes. Yeah, but right. not the themes. You know, go ahead. How long it took you to before you realized that was maybe seven scripts? Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. No, it takes a while to discover that, but yeah, and that is the thing that yeah, once you find it, it doesn't matter yeah. the. Well, the my time. husband brought it to my attention that I was always doing something, and I was like, no, I'm not. Like I was in denial of <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <clears throat> I had to go back, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. So like, let me try something a little bit different, and I started going, wait a minute, I'm still back to that under oh that's what I do there's mm-hmm. a reason mm-hmm. why and I was like oh I fucking hate bullies that's what it is yeah. whatever the thing is yeah. you know what I mean and so that's what it started working out for me I always find myself and it used to be that I always had like somewhere there would be gangs in the middle of it yes. doing something to my hero or hero or, or heroine in some way and I was like oh that's because that's the one thing I hate the most is that bully type? Yes. So I always find them in that position where they have to, you know, overcome that yeah. obstacle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so that was my thing at first, and then I started figuring out ways to maneuver 
my theme with what I love in no matter what the genre is. So if I go and somebody brings in a book and they want me to come in and pitch, I would figure out, ah, it's this moment. Yes. This is what I'm going to lean into. So when I go in a pitch, I remind them of my story yes. and mm-hmm. say, you see how the character does this? I got seven of those stories. Yes. You know what I mean? Here's an example. And I'll tell them, when I was young, this thing happened. Right? Kind of like our hero where they go through this blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So I'm constantly in, influencing me back on the characters opposed to just talking about the characters. Yeah. I always go back to me. Yeah. And, and it may not even be me. It may be girl. My sister had this boyfriend that was just like Johnny's character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll go there. You know what I mean? I'll take it all the way. It's always something personal to me. You yeah. know what I mean? So it has to mean something to you, yeah. you know? And and that's just where it comes <clears throat> from. With our family, you know, when, especially when you bring family together, mm-hmm. everybody has different personalities. Yeah. You know? And if you're not used to it, it takes time. It takes time to get to know people, yeah. learn their, you know, quirks and things like that and what they like, what they don't like. And sometimes you have to just kind of adjust to it, you know. So it's one of those things where we deal with the stuff that people in the home just deal with right. every day, day to day. You and know, that's hard. And that was hard for us because with writing in order for it to be writing that stands out, you have to be vulnerable. Right? Mm-hmm. And you have to put things out there. Tell and you business. put it out there knowing that somebody could just read them like, eh, it was okay. <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about something. Uh, um, one of the things I love about what you guys <clears throat> did early into your um, writing relationship is you started off doing spec scripts, mm-hmm. which... A lot of the, a lot of the writers today think they don't need to do them because if they're not going to go for you know Disney or somebody one of those programs like why are they writing them? And my whole thing is this: How in the world are you going to learn to mimic somebody's voice? Yes, exactly. If you haven't tried to mimic somebody's voice, preach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. The other thing is it's 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 the fastest way, in my opinion, to teach you how to write the structure of a story in a TV show. Yeah. Because the difficulty is this is something we have an issue with. We talk about it at our company and uh, I've heard lots of agents have this dilemma. How do, how do we expect a newer emerging writer to write a pilot? Mm-hmm. You know how advanced you have to be able to, be able to write yeah. a pilot yeah. on their first one out. Yeah. There's a it's, reason there's so yeah. many bad pilots because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing to write a pilot. Yeah. Part of it is because most of us think it's a story. And then somebody Mm -hmm. like yourself comes along and say, no, it's a blueprint for a series. Right. And that's what happens is you go in thinking, okay, I'm just writing a story. And it's like, no, this is a blueprint to launch 100 episodes. Like one one of the things that I talk about a lot when I read a younger emerge, you guys are farther than that. When when I read a, a, a younger emerging writer's script, here's one little thing I talk about. I'm like... You know, I can give you 900 things of what's wrong with this script, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you one that you've overmissed completely based on what you were just saying a moment ago. Mm-hmm. What's the gimmick of the show? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, boy. I said, here's the simplest way to look at it. What's the thing in your show that every episode has? Mm-hmm. It could be, oh, it's voiceover strong. Oh, it mm-hmm. has flashbacks. Oh, it does this cool thing with animation whatever the fuck right Mm -hmm. what's the thing because you have it here and then you don't use it until page 63 again Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's not a gimmick 
Yeah. Right? You're just thinking this is cool to do, and you used it. It doesn't have any connection to the story whatsoever. Yeah. Right? So that's one thing I always say is your pilot should look and represent so that whoever came in on the next episode, they are copying that whole style and structure of what it should look exactly in, in, the, in the in the perfect world yes mm-hmm. that's how it should look that doesn't yes. mean when you get to a show you redevelop the pilot i'm not talking about that yeah. i'm just generalizing for you that's what you should be going for which is why here's something you guys are going to learn if you haven't heard me say it episode 102 so the pilot is called 101 right episode 102 is the hardest episode to write oh i bet which is why Seven times out of ten, you'll see whoever created the, created the show writes 102. Yes. Because you spent all that time in the writer's room redeveloping the show, probably changing things that are going to happen in a pilot over the season, et cetera, et cetera. So now you have to match the new show yeah. to their voice, and you've already read the pilot. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. different now, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So how do you come back in nine times out of ten – it's going to be completely different if it's written from somebody else. Yeah. So that's why they usually have to rewrite that one the most. It's because they're trying to match back to the voice that sold the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a difficult thing. It is. I know I jumped all over. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. But that's, you <clears throat> drop a game and mm-hmm. that is difficult. And going back to your question regarding spec scripts, yes, so many shows out, people are not reading them. But our mentor, Nicole Levy, mm-hmm. She says you should write a spec script every, every year. year to stay in practice. Every year. Because that's what your job is. You're not coming in as a staff writer to save the show. You're right. coming in to write. And if you notice, they give the, uh, the staff writers like late into the season episode where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you, yeah. you shouldn't be able you to You can have 109. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By now, you should know exactly how this goes. You sure. just land a plane. like right. So that's, that's the thing. And even with Trinia and I, we're like, okay, we're going to write a spec script. Might as well enter it, but we're as going long to as you do a for, pilot and a spec, yes, then right. you're fine. Yes, yeah. yes, you do a pilot spec, but you're right. the The pilot, the specs came easy for us because mm-hmm. we were good at mimicking. Yeah, That's we could important. study a show, very analytical. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. came easy for us. It was when it came to our own world. What was our voice? Yes. Yeah, and when we look back at some of our stuff, we're like, okay, we put a season one, everything <laughs> that happened in season one in that pilot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like just ridiculous. We're like, okay, this person and then got this happened. Yeah. Oh, man. We're like, man, they, they escaped the castle, burned the right. castle, resurrected yeah. the yeah. castle, we all in the same. We didn't know we had to slow it down. Yes. Yeah. You know, I always talk slow about it down. Slow it down. But you're afraid because you get caught up, and this is another thing. You got, when you're writing, you got to silence the noise. You get yeah. so caught up on. And you got to be in love with the process because you get so caught up on, well, somebody's going to read this. Mm-hmm. And if there's boring, they're going to toss it. They may toss it anyway. But you yourself got to learn, pace it and let the stuff mm-hmm. build. Yeah. You got to plot it out in a way so that you have those big moments. And I just say yeah. you only need them every, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, really the yeah. big, the big stuff yeah. too, because that's where the commercial yeah. is. You know what I mean? You just have to be thinking that out. Yeah. So that it really just blows up at those moments. Yeah. And putting in there, basically make, making sure you really put it in your pilot, what we learned. Make sure you put it in your pilot. What the hell is going to be going on this season? Yeah. You know, what is it? What is this really about? Like, if I tune in next week, what the hell are y'all talking about? Yeah. You know, are we picking right up right. from when we left off? What are you doing? Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, you really, it's so, I, 
that you know what spec scripts it's so funny because i used to when we started out i was like oh, okay i love spec scripts because it's like my version of what would happen and mm-hmm. i learned all about the characters and break them down emotionally and physically like okay i got it i got it now let me write it but i actually love writing pilots the most because when you write a pilot it's your world yeah. You can do what you want to do. Yeah. Somebody wants to scratch. You don't have to the, stay within no, the rules. No, the you don't. If somebody wants to scratch their ass and have a fart and keep it pushing, <laughs> they can do it. You know what I mean? Because it's sure, sure stuff. It's sure script. Yep. So it's important. It's important that you know what you want to say and what yeah. your voice is. You know, and it took us a long time to figure that out. And I mean. When we started, I was like, come on, it's got to come on. Come on, please come easy. Please come easy. And that was that case. And I think that was the frustrating thing because we knew there was something missing in our Mm -hmm. pilots. And though we were working hard, spending hours, it was like there's something and trying to figure out. And it's funny because we write a lot of action stuff. And then one night I watched an episode of This Is Us where Mm -hmm. all the characters were just in the waiting room. Mm. And it was a very good episode, yeah. and I'm like, "That's the bottle episode." Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the bottle episode. I'm like, "That's what it is." Our characters should be so interesting that even if they're not kicking someone in the face yep. at this moment, them sitting there alone is compelling, right. and them talking. And right. That's those are the things you learn. But it, like you said, that's it why comes you have to be thinking hair. about like what are the what's the char- what's the secret of the character? What's the yeah. thing they're hiding from everybody? Mm-hmm. And then they have a secret, and then you know what I mean. That yeah. that way that you toy it over the season. Yes, like you, it's like little in every episode like that. Yeah. I mean, every every show has those things where you discover. I didn't know that that wasn't our mother. That was yeah. what, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the same thing in all of your um, Trinia, all of your um, soap opera stuff should come in handy when it comes to (laughs) plotting over the season or even over the pilot of drama yeah you know what i mean and 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 your your superpowers from writing plays probably come with how they say and move and do stuff like that you know what i mean here's what i was going to ask you was and i talked about this several times on my show in the past about when you have a writing partner to me the best writing partner is somebody who has something that you're weak at Mm-hmm. and that they're strong at mm-hmm. and eventually you'll get strong at the thing they have if you pay attention mm-hmm. yes. you know what I mean and they'll get stronger at the thing you're strong at oh yeah you know what I mean? and that's when you really will gel oh yeah we're you know in each mean? other's heads yeah. to the point all where all the time to the I point where yes mm-hmm. yes <laughs> no it's yeah. funny because we we you know we like you said we've been married for 17 years uh, we celebrate 17 September <laughs> but it's one of those things where he trusts trusts me Completely, mm-hmm. but when we started writing together, it was oh, like, "What the hell?" Oh yes, <laughs> we don't have trust issues in our marriage, but that is not—that was not a transfer. But you are—you are a former playwright who's yes. used to not being rewritten either. Yes, though. yes, so. yes. So you know, when we got to writing, I like to write every day, mm-hmm. and we'll, when we do a pilot, we'll give each other a week. Though we can knock it out on the weekends, like give it a week. I'll write every day, mm-hmm. every day. He's Trinia. steadily on that. That ain't mine. <laughs> Trinia, Monday, mm-hmm. she watching Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> well. And shout out to Wrestling Paradise, Angela Asbury. But man, she got on my nerves. But anyway. <laughs> um, Tuesday, Real Housewives. Wednesday, Thursday, Fortnite. I'm like, oh okay, where, where are those pages at? And yeah, then, he constantly give me the eye. Excuse me. I don't see the laptop. Did you use some writing? Yeah, let me see. Let me turn that laptop over. Let's it's see in the pages. Here. It's in my head. Yeah. Leave me alone. Then Friday night, 
she just pulls up the laptop uh, and goes to work. Babe, you missing it? You missing one? Okay. Missing one. So he'll say we got a week, mm-hmm. right? So we usually have our big meetings on Sundays, and then he'll be like, "Quick, okay. quick question." Yes. Who's writing what? Like, are you starting the first act? Like, what do you? What, how no, you we go sequence. We go sequence. Okay. So we come up with different sequences, mm-hmm. and there's some that's like, mm-hmm. okay, I got this, mm-hmm. and there's others where it's like, okay, I'll take that. And basically, we have two outlines: the outline where it's all merged together, and then the sequence outline that's highlighted. This is yours. Don't write any scenes from here. <laughs> so right, 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 yeah, yeah, right, right. That, is, that right. has happened. Where it's like, what, what the hell? That was my scene, bro. No, it's not. And it's like, look at the paper. That's like, hilarious. And then we just go him, me, him, me, him, me. That's all we do. And then we'll print the script out once we finish. We'll read it, and mm-hmm. then together we'll come together, talk it over with notes, and then we'll edit. From then on, we edit together. together. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That way, we make sure that when you read it, it's our script. It's not oh, this seems like something Dion wrote, right, and this right. seems like Chimia. It's what? like no, every every line is has it, our imprint. It's crazy. <laughs> it's really wild how in sync we are but it's it just works it just it just hey, don't don't just don't knock works. it don't yeah. knock it yeah it's but it took, it took a while to get there it though took yes. a while. that's where i was going it took a while. yeah because yeah, he does like like he said he does it every day by the time we get to friday i'm like okay i'll pull up the laptop <laughs> save a copy with the name on my name and, on it and then i walk away and of Saturday course you're gonna morning, ask me for the most recent yeah. outline is this the most recent yes is in your email without box without fail <laughs> that's <laughs> smart because he might have he might have fixed something yeah. yesterday something, yeah. right yes. yeah so then i'll like i'll sit down saturday morning i'll get up get my coffee and it's on and popping y'all and i'm done by six o'clock yeah, Eight that's o'clock at the latest by Sunday. Because by that's then, by then we've done the most responsible thing parents can do. We've handed our son the Xbox remote, shoved him in the room. <laughs> you know, and the only time we, only time we out. interject is okay. We're going to Popeyes. What you want? You know. So by then it's like okay, <laughs> Sunday evening we're done. We can take our son to dinner and you know spend quality cool time. But the thing about Caleb, our son, he'll come in and he'll be like, "Mom, I need time." So we we told him like, you know, this is what mommy and daddy do. You have to be vocal about when you need time. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need time, you know, with you guys. Or yeah. I want this or I want that. Like, be honest. What do you want? Because it's know? not every weekend you guys are no. No. doing no. it. No. But when you do, when yes. we do and it, know, just might land, it might land on the time he needs time, though. Exactly. Yeah. So that's fair. And yeah. he'll come in and be like, like pause. Yeah. Everything stops. Mm. When Caleb says he needs time, he needs time. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's a good understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. A lot of people are like, you see I'm working right. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, the parts that are funny is when he comes in try to pitch an idea. Oh, I it's think hilarious. for this it's like, okay, hold up. Oh. Hold up. I can't even tell you. It is so hilarious because he'll pitch like some cool one time he pitched so good, I was like, damn. <laughs> he hear y'all talking. Put your yes. name on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but yes, he'll come in here. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. The the young man who has a missing English assignment <laughs> is going to come to me. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and see, you know what's crazy though? Dior has an English degree. Uh-huh. So when we had went to par- uh, ter- parent teacher night, I know I'm going off topic. When we went to okay. parent teacher night, <clears throat> the teacher, the English teacher, he was like, "Oh, you are Caleb's mom and dad," and we're like, <laughs> "Yes, we are." Uh-huh. He's like, "I hear about you guys all the time." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, I'm "Like, yeah, we're writers, so don't let Caleb fool you." He's like, "Oh." Your writers? <laughs> oh. And it's like this whole his whole face change. He was like, Well, I'll be getting on Caleb first thing tomorrow, yeah, fifth hilarious. period. Yeah. And he and he understands story. He and I have a father son night where we watch movies. Started during the pandemic. That's good. 
And well, it yes and no because we were watching movies he really shouldn't be watching. Because well, I'm like, the world is about to end. You have to see the first Blade. Hold <laughs> on, let me let me let me preface this right quick. Let me talk about something right quick. I've talked about this on a. I haven't done it in a long time, but we used to do a couple horror episodes back when Lisa was around. And I talk about when I was a kid because horror people don't know horror is actually my first love. That is if well I could written. just write that's, The Walking Dead, I'd be done. Yeah, that's my that's my son. He loves horror movies all day. Loves them. Here's the thing. I one of my earliest memories is we were we went to go see. I want to say we went to go see. I don't must have been like a double feature or something of Night of the Living Dead and like Jaws. I don't know something. <clears throat> there was a drive-in back yeah. when we had everybody had a van in the seventies. Y'all wasn't know y'all youngsters. And so oh, no, mine had a van, pulled out a gun <laughs> one time. Somebody tried to steal it, <laughs> and we would all go. I'm the youngest of five, and I was sitting in my mom's lap. And the lady from the church came over and saw us and was like, "Hey, what you doing here?" And saw me in the lap, going, "Girl, what in the world is your kids doing at mm-hmm. this movie?" My mom was like, never forget, because she said it throughout my life. Mm-hmm. She's like, I believe kids should go see horror movies. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? She was like, it teaches you street smarts. It teaches mm-hmm. you, so yep. if you stuck in a house and somebody tried to get in, how to get out. It teaches you <laughs> yeah. that there's weapons yes. everywhere. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was her yeah. spiel. Yeah. For all my growing up. Yeah. So we were able to watch The Exorcist, all of that shit. Yeah, Growing it teaches up you from three on. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're but you're right. Like we sat down and watched uh, Black Phone, and yeah. you know uh, that's a hard to watch. Yeah. That's a hard story to watch. Yeah. But my son watching next to you know he's walking home and he's in the park. He live <laughs> he live streaming like Dad. You see this sketchy that's character? Hilarious. I'll be home in a few minutes. Live. <laughs> yeah, I like, told him you see something suspicious. On. You see something suspicious? He has a phone. I was like, you see something suspicious? Get on the phone and call us right now. Mm. I'm coming to get you. Right. I don't care where I'm at. Yeah. I'm coming right. to get you. So, and to me, I think my philosophy is, you know, that was us spending quality time watching movies. And Mm -hmm. then it's also a thing that because there's certain stuff that he's like, (laughs) oh, I want to watch. And it's like, nah, that's a bit much. There's no, there's no discussion because he knows that I'm not, we're not depriving him of stuff. It's just certain things where it's like, okay. Son, we're not watching Freddy Cougar, which really the truth <laughs> oh, it's is. It's so light now. But, yeah, but but <laughs> the truth of the matter you, is the truth is that Freddy Cougar scares the hell out of me. All okay, the time. keep it real. Keep it real. I'm so, not doing it either. So I'm I, not. Uh-uh. So I'm like, he's like, damn, let's watch Nightmare on She. Nah, 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 nah. That's too much for you. <laughs> Knowing that, nah, I can't. I survived my childhood That's with hilarious. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Um, I remember I t- actually taught a class at the used to be the organization of black screenwriters. You guys mm-hmm. remember that was out it was yes. a while ago, and I taught a class on how to watch horror movies. Hmm. Now this is when we had DVDs before y'all was grown. Uh-huh. And shut up. <laughs> 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 and I would say, because remember we on DVDs they'd have all the extra stuff. Yeah, you yeah, watch. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on those extras are the making of, and yeah. it would show you. Like the guy who's Freddy, you know, putting on his makeup and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you see him sitting there in the makeup chair putting the shit on. You see how they put on these fake nails or whatever. Oh. It just numbs you to it. So like yeah. right now, I could sit and watch zombies eating full out. I'm just eating uh, dinner uh, like it oh, ain't shit yeah. to me. Because I know I'm picturing... 
I'm picturing the whole crew standing by. I'm picturing makeup squeezing the the blood on the yeah. other side, and it's, it ain't nothing but syrup and stuff like. So like I'm picturing yeah. I, all that shit is yeah. so numb to me. Here's what I don't want to watch. I ain't fucking with none of that. Um, Paranormal shit. I'm oh yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah okay. yeah. Sure yeah, yeah, the yeah. damn woods and shit. Nah, I don't uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's funny because two weeks zombies, ago, zombies, werewolves, vampires. Oh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yes, the rest of it I don't fuck with. Yes, <laughs> and it's funny because two weeks ago we went to uh, Knox Scary, Scary Farm. Farm. It was his first time where he was old enough to go, and okay. he was just so excited and everything. And in fact, one of the mazes they give you a gun and you're hunting vampires and oh, stuff. Good. And he was like the first one, like, all right, <laughs> like, yeah, got and like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's like, go. So I'm like, well, doing something right. We know the, we know in the apocalypse he'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, so be ready yeah. for it, you know. <laughs> but I can't do none of that horror stuff. I'm sorry, it don't matter to me. She's lying. It don't matter. What? Excuse you. She used it- to not be. Now I'm not gonna lie. She used to be so scared of horror, like the slightest thing. She would scream. <laughs> That's black phone. And Ooh, I was baby. And my hair like was spiders and yeah. shit. <laughs> then, then we watched Jeepers Creepers one night when we were, were dating. She mm-hmm. saw me on the side just cracking up, laughing all through. <laughs> well, it. you yeah. made it. Fun, honey. Yes, because they why. are fun. You, yeah. He makes things fun. He'll just start she's, laughing she's so about it. She's so in love it. with you. It's so mm-hmm. cute. I'm a lover too. I am. I'm sold out for love. <laughs> but he makes it fun. So it, I started to watch a little bit more. But That's cute. I'm more of a thriller type of chick. You know, that's yeah. kind of how I roll. Understood. So I was going to tell y'all something right quick. So <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys have seen on YouTube and Facebook and stuff. There's that new thing called Song Finch, Mm-mm. where so they'll show like these videos, and there's like a couple like in a car, and it's either the guy or the girl, or they're at home, wherever, right? But there's one with this black couple, there's a black guy, she's driving, the kid is in the back, you could see them in like the, the camera's just set, but it's mounted, it's angled on the husband mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm. as he's, you know, just listening, and she hits the song, oh, this gets me teary eyed. And it tells a story of their life. Oh, wow. And so, so what you do is you go on Songfinch and you send them, um, like, here's our story. Here's a couple operative words I'd love for you to use, you know, a mm-hmm. name or, you know, the date we met, whatever the thing is. And then you say, I want it in country. I want it in rap. I want it in R&B, mm. classic, wow. whatever. And they'll write a song, like, in a week. Wow. And you play it on like their anniversary or whatever the thing is Aww. and they they tape it and the, the father was listening. He was like, Did I just hear my name? And he's <laughs> yeah. like and he looks over her and just goes, it is so <laughs> beautiful. So I had one done for my husband. Oh wow. he don't know it yet. <laughs> and uh because uh, he loves country western, you okay. know, growing up in, in Scottsdale. So I had one done, and it's uh, it's our 21st anniversary. So I'm trying to figure out like where are we gonna be, how I'm gonna do it, because mm-hmm. I want to record it, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. It is that such a is cute cool. Song. It's they did you good. really got set the scene for that yeah. one. Yes. It's only like 200 bucks. It's not expensive. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. For, for what that, yeah, what it does, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's worth it. Yeah, it was worth, gonna, it's very very sexy, especially because they have no idea. You know, if you're driving, you're just playing your regular music, and they're just out the blue. You hit mm. that button. You heard that? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you get that? No, baby. Mm-hmm. 
Did you get that? That's that's something my mom would do, and yeah. I'd be like, "Mom, why did he got it? Why don't you go do it?" Yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's like a Valentine's Day right there. Oh my you know? goodness. Save for coin. Just oh go there, god. There's there is no such thing as saving coin Valentine's when it's ten days after your birthday. Well, wow. you know, the Lord knows what the Lord does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so what's next with you guys? What's what's happening? Well, we are currently working on a new pilot. We actually three have a yeah. Pilots. We have three ideas, and we're trying to see which one. Are you guys in a deal yet? No. no. Oh, because I thought I saw you in the meeting. We, we were invited, invited to the meeting. Oh, we were piggybacking. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's here's the thing though. The reason we do that is to encourage you guys to come, yes. so you can see what it's like, and it'll it'll, it'll put a jolt in you mm-hmm. to be like, I need to do whatever I can. Here's what happened to me. So when I was. I don't know, seven, 16, 17, something like that. <clears throat> um, uh, a, a big friend of mine, Ren Brown, came down to do a TV show, and I was his stand-in <clears throat> on this movie, or this TV show, and we went back, we were sitting in his trailer, and he's like, hey, so when are you going to join the guild? And I was like, well, I'm eligible now, you know, because I was doing commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, I said, maybe a year or something like that. He said, no, 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 you got to, you got to say, I'm going to do this like in six months. And I was like, six months? He's like, because you tell your brain that and you just do everything you can. You start pushing yourself. And I think I got it in three. Yeah. Right. Wow. And because I just turned my mind around to what it is I wanted and had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm only saying, so that was part of my thought process, which is why we need to be inviting other writers who we know are about to get into the guild to start coming so they could be like, fuck, dude, we, we were just yes. there last week. Yes. You know, what can we do? We I need, felt that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be pushing yourself to the right or to the left, you yeah. know, just pivoting in different ways and, you know, meeting more people and doing things so that, you know, next year, 2023, you guys will be sitting on, man, remember we were? Yes. We on, oh, I yes, plan to. Yeah. I plan to. I, that felt like home. That was yeah, such yeah. a blessing and an honor to be there. And everybody was so nice. You know, you guys are doing so many different things. Yeah. I was just like, wow. It's Community. Coming. It's oh, coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. And you guys are in good hands with Nicole. You know, she's, she's the OG. She's awesome. We love her. Yes. And we <laughs> actually, and you know, we also, another key thing is we are part of writers groups. Mm-hmm. That's also helpful. Scribe for to, Fries. Uh, West Side, West Side Scribe. I call it name. Scribe for Fries. <laughs> but yeah. Because that was how Scribe fries. for Fries. Scribe for Fries. That's, okay, so we have two names. First name is Scribe for Fries because we have these good truffle so fries. spell it. Scribes. For like french fries, fries french, french fries. fries because oh, where we F-R-I-A. meet they have really good french okay, fries so if you're part of our group then that's what we got that's the initiation that's our, yeah you that's our fries. inside truffle name. fries but our official it's name the name though. we were supposed to just say was west side scribes west side so. scribes <laughs> shout out to west side scribes y'all know who you are with that's the fries so <laughs> yeah i like yeah. that and then you know Nicole. so you guys got writers at all different levels and stuff in there yes. yeah we have we have writers who have sold, sold. to Netflix shout out to Glenice uh, Mullins we have writers who've re- sold features we've had um Writers who are getting book deals, writers who are writing. Um, Allison Cheney, she's the head of the writers group. She's actually writing uh, movies of the week oh, and right. adapting. Yeah, so, yeah. So we're like the runts of the group where it's like, <laughs> okay, we're doing y'all all this. And then what y'all doing? Oh, we made second rounders Austin. Oh, that's cute. Keep writing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It could turn around tomorrow. It yeah. will. It you will turn I mean? around. Yeah. Easily. That's the cool thing about our businesses. There's no way in. 
There's no, you will not get there the way that somebody else did. You will not sell your script the way that they sold theirs. You will get yours because you knew somebody who, blah, blah, blah. It's it's just. Just go have faith and keep pushing. Yeah. You you guys are doing all the right things. You're in the groups. Mm. You're meeting the right people. You're being mentored by the right people. You guys are, you're doing all the things that are going to lead you to, you just have to stick in and you can't be like, well, we'll give it another year. You can't do it. Mm-mm. You know, you just can't. Gotta be sold no. out. Especially now that we've been to the rant room. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> right? Like, what happened to the mosses? I go, it's all yeah, down yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah. all down here. Right? Like, oh, they, they quit. Like, nah, we can't uh, quit now. Uh, we gotta keep going. <laughs> you know, then we hear a podcast. Okay, the mosses, we ain't seen yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go 13 for 13. Not 12, 12 out of 13. Like, oh, we don't talk about the ones that didn't listen to my advice. <laughs> Well, thank y'all, man. Appreciate having hey, you guys. Thank so much. you. Such Very a blessing awesome. Thank you all for bringing the Krispy Kreme donuts, oh, yes. for us, brother. Oh, yeah. Go slide through. <laughs> brother, brother, happy now. Look at it. <laughs> Here's a funny. I was just telling somebody. We went to go have pizza. But I hate pizza. I used to love pizza. What? Here's the thing. Here's what I keep trying to tell my husband. So my husband and this put on probably about 30, 40 pounds in the last, I don't know, a couple of years now. And I always say this. I'm one of those people, like, here's, here's the thing. So when you work out a lot, right, let's say, let's say you decide to go on a diet for three months, right, and you lose 12 pounds. During that time, you don't want to do anything to mess up lose, gaining yeah. that weight back. Yeah. If you change your lifestyle to I'm only going to live a certain way, you're going to constantly be losing weight constantly, and you'll eventually peak at a certain point to where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? I've been probably the same weight for... 15 years, yeah. right? Because I eat the same thing almost every day. I'll have one or two of those yeah. every once in a while. I'll have a burger if I want one. I'll have whatever. But pizza and mm. like things that I know are like extra salty. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to put it in my body. Yeah. Mm. Because I know it's full of calories. Yeah. Not because I don't like it, but it makes my mind not like it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want extra cheese. I don't want like yeah. I immediately go to this thing. And so, like, my husband's always going back for seconds. Always, I'm like, you, you can't change your brain. Like, I'm still hungry, but I know how to cut it off Yeah, because I've taught myself to do it. You can't be on a diet. You have to be on a lifestyle, right? So I'm only saying that to say, with this, because people come in here and like, you eat donuts? I'm like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you know? how you do that. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> because if you if you keep your body from eating anything you like, that's when you're going to be like, fuck this, I'm going to McDonald's yeah. tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? But if you go, I think I'm going to have McDonald's today, yeah. as opposed to I'm never eating this, mm-hmm. I'm never eating that, it's about how you do it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you figure that out, then you can balance out eating whatever you want to eat, but I'm also at the gym almost every day, you know, and if not, something, right? Yeah. So you got to find some balance for yourself, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't mean to jump on that hole. Anyway. Uh, well, thank y'all. Thank you know, you got all the nuggets, you. all the nuggets you. you got up in you about life and everything. <laughs> yes. Hope y'all yes. seen that. Mm-hmm. Where, where, you, where you at, Trinia? Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow Instagram, us on Twitter. Instagram and Twitter, The Mosses, or the DT Moss team on Instagram. The DT Moss team, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> um, I don't know what my handle is on IG, but if you type in my name there's not a whole lot of <laughs> yeah. brothers we have our, like our moss <laughs> thing mainly on twitter and instagram but if you're looking for us separately <laughs> dior's on 
Instagram. And so am I under our first and last name, Trinia Moss and Dior Moss on Instagram. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Well, thank y'all. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank good, you. Good to see y'all. You know, wishing you guys like nothing but love and all the best and all that stuff. And I'm hoping this time next year, y'all going to be like, oh, I can tell you, we even got staff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. You know, I say Twitter like I'm cool. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show. Screenwriters, um, rantroom uh, at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or anything like that there. If you have anything for us there, we'd appreciate it. Um, please go on screenwritersrr.com. <clears throat> and um, also follow us, subscribe, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, whatever you listen, we're all over the world. Um, shit like that. Uh, what else? What else? So much stuff going on. Man, this is going to drop tomorrow. It? Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't even know I had it like that, did I? Wait, then let me just clarify. I love my family. I love you guys. Thank you for your constant <laughs> stories. God bless you. I, I apologize for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I said, I meant it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, F y'all hoes. That's good. <laughs> Joining me for 2022. You guys know how we do it on the rant room. Mm-hmm. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. Opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2022. 2022. Peace, y'all. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room, tongues won't be bitten, ain't no rules, just spill it, and anybody can get it, no limit, we here to kill it, you tuning into the thrillers, and no, ain't no stopping, no. any topic, even the random, a I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon, we on a grown shit, welcome to the ramp room. Ah.